Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 14 of O's Corner. I'm your host, Onyi, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to be here with all of you listening in. Thank you so much. I appreciate your presence. And before we get started on today's topic, let's go ahead and ground, take a moment to be in gratitude, to be in appreciation for ourselves, for our ancestors, for the beings and everything that supports us, that co-creates with us, that coexists with us. Dropping in, taking a deep breath, Thank you, thank you, thank you to my higher self, and I greet your higher self, and I'm in such appreciation for our higher selves choosing to be here, to incarnate during this time, in this place, in this dimension, having the experiences that we are having all together, while also individual. So much gratitude. I welcome, I acknowledge, I thank our ancestors, my ancestors, your ancestors, our collective ancestors going back to the beginning of time, the ancestors of the lands that we are on, that we occupy. Thank you to everything that came before us, that paved the way. As we heal ourselves, we heal our ancestors, and we create a path for our future generations. We pave a way for them to be who they are, in their totality, in their authenticity. I thank you. I acknowledge and I thank the directions. I acknowledge and I thank the elements and the elementals. I acknowledge and I thank the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. I acknowledge and I thank everything on Earth, on this beautiful Earth, everything outside of Earth. I am so grateful for this co-creation, this coexistence, this co-reflection, We are all one, but expressed in the many. We are all pieces of the all that is, of God, of existence, having our own individual experiences, coming from our own perspectives, reflecting the beauty of all that is. We are a wonderful spectrum, and it's in seeing the spectrum we remember ourselves because within ourselves we are a spectrum and I'm so grateful for that I thank you I thank you I thank you (sighs) happy March to everyone I don't it's so interesting just the experience of time you know in some instances time feels like it's just speeding away in other instances it feels like it's going very slowly and it kind of warps in and out of those experiences for me at least I don't know (laughs) what everyone else's experience is but it's so interesting to already be in the third month of this year but it doesn't feel like it just came up suddenly you know I feel like February was it felt it felt full in many ways And it felt really interesting and somewhat discombobulating at the same time. I definitely had a lot of experiences last month where I just felt like I was in a very different place than I have been in a long time. 
There was a feeling of sometimes not knowing what I was doing or what was going on for me, feeling like I was just a completely different person. Things were flipped upside down, inside out, and I was just navigating just new experiences for me. And I feel like I'm slowly starting to come out of that experience and really curious about what this month of March will bring, you know, in all honesty, in many different areas of my life. So it's just, it's just very interesting how time has been, time has been going this year thus far. And today is the first Friday of the month and the topic of conversation for First Fridays deals in the realms of metaphysics, spirituality, esoteric, and so forth. And the thing that was coming to me to discuss was the idea of kind of tapping into spirituality or what we consider spirituality, which, you know, I have my own perspective, which I believe I've shared on this podcast before, and that spirituality is everything. Spirit is everything. We are spirits having a physical experience. So everything that we do, everything that we encounter, everything that we create, that we co-create is an extension of our spirits wanting to experience themselves in these physical bodies. So to me, everything is spirit. But it is interesting to consider what people what people define as having a spiritual path or a trajectory or things that are not considered spiritual and so forth. And one of the things that's been coming up um, a little bit frequently, and it's come up in the past before, and I've been considering, you know, teaching some classes about this in terms of just tapping into your spirituality. And I actually believe someone had sent me a message one time in my uh, social media accounts, uh, one of my social media accounts, just asking if, you know, I had any pointers or tips for people tapping into their spirituality. And so the thing that was coming to me to discuss was the idea of really starting simple, starting with the basics. And for me, the basics being, you know, and I'll kind of talk about three in particular. And this just comes from me going through the process of just continuing to grow when it comes to my quote, spiritual unquote practice. And again, how I see spirituality and how I see sometimes the ways in which we get stuck on specific concepts or ideas or objects or items that we, you know, project onto them this idea of, you know, this is one thing and it has to look like this and it can't look like anything else. And to me, that's a very narrow minded way to approach anything versus having a bit more of an open mind, of an open heart to approaching things and being creative and starting from a place of simplicity, which then opens you up to really experiencing the magic in everything. You know, when we start from a place of simplicity, when we start from a place of really appreciating the subtle, when we start from a place of just, you know, the the basics and the foundation, just that grounding in the root of things, then as we kind of move further up and as we really tap into things that are more higher vibrational, then because we have that 
groundedness and we're able to navigate even more so in those kind of upper, higher realms. You know, it's interesting when people think about spirituality or esoteric concepts and they think about things like, you know, aliens or spirit guides or angels, other 10th dimensional beings or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm being facetious at that point, but it's it's really true. You know, people, you know, hear about these different beings and these different uh, galactic energies and deities, gods, goddesses, and so forth. And, you know, people want to start tapping into those ideas when they haven't really done a lot of the groundwork, which to me, first and foremost, deals with knowing yourself. Starting with your body, starting with your emotions, starting with your beliefs, grounding and rooting in a centeredness of just the awareness of who you are. And, you know, by all means, tapping into the ideas of these energies, whether we call them again deities, gods, goddesses, or even in the tradition that I practice, Orisha or Irumole. You know, these beings, these energies, these higher vibrational concepts can assist us in grounding more so in who we are and becoming in balance. So, you know, I don't want to negate the possibility that, you know, people tapping into these ideas is uh, not from a place of actually wanting to know themselves more. I totally see the I totally see the validity of that. And there's something to be said about our modern day humanity, perhaps it's, you know, Western society, perhaps it's kind of infiltrated into many aspects of society, perhaps it's just, again, where we are as human beings, where there is a impatience, there is the inability to kind of take things one step at a time and in progression. And we, rather than going from step, you know, one, two, three, four, or even one, three, five, maybe going back to two, then four, we want to go from step one to step 10 immediately. It's like this, this idea of just um, attaining something on the surface level that we find to be really cool and really mystical and really magical without an appreciation for the magicalness. <laughs> I don't even know that if that's a word, but having an appreciation for the magic that is actually within the foundational steps of things, the magic in the mundane, the magic in the the grounding and rooting of things, the the magic and the amazingness in, you know, the first few levels of things, the elementary levels, the basics, before you start getting into the more intermediate or advanced level information, you know, all of that information, the things at the higher ends of the spectrums are built on the basics. And if you don't have a handle on the basics, if you're not grounded and rooted and firm in those, then oftentimes, unless for whatever reason, you know, your energy or your destiny, whatever you want to call it, um, is such that, you know, you will immediately be able to kind of tap into those higher realms without any issues. But for many people, having that foundation, having that root the root understanding of things, the root understanding of yourself, the root understanding of your ancestors, the root understanding of just things in, you know, nature, which we are part of nature. 
but just having an understanding of those things. First and foremost, those tangible things, those things that are right in front of us, you know, we are right in front of ourselves. We have access to ourselves. Our ancestors, even though, again, they've crossed over, they're, you know, on the other side of the veil, but because we either had some sort of familiarity with them, if we did, you know, many people had access to a grandparent, maybe even a great grandparent. And if, you know, your parents have transitioned, then you, you know, you had access to them. And even if you didn't have access to those individuals for whatever reason, there is still a level of familiarity with those beings that is more so grounded and rooted than tapping into some of these other dimensions, other energies, these higher frequency beings that, you know, if we're able to ground in what we know or are more familiar with, even just energetically speaking, even if it's not from an experiential place, then that can actually open the doors for us to tap into and be more comfortable navigating relationships with these other higher frequency beings. You know, starting from square one. I always say, start with your own body, with becoming familiar with and experiencing the different sensations that happen in your body. It's interesting to me when I think about some of my earlier experiences really delving more into my spirituality as an adult, really, because for me, spirituality as a child was expressed more so through religion. And I've talked about this before growing up very Christian. And so there was a framework that I was born into and just adopted because that's what we did. And, you know, I I had my experiences navigating that and then moved away from that for some time. And in college, I was introduced to African-based spiritual practices, primarily through music, through arts and culture, and didn't really even start tapping into the philosophical sides of things or the metaphysical aspects of this until a little bit later. But I would say that what started me on this interesting path in some ways, you know, alongside just kind of slowly but surely learning about, again, African-based spirituality was Actually, interestingly enough, when I did a silent meditation retreat, Vipassana, it was a 10-day silent meditation, and I had never meditated before, literally. I don't think I had meditated before, but if I had, it certainly wasn't in the same vein, but basically doing this silent meditation and really tapping into the breath, really considering the idea that, you know, nothing lasts forever. And everything is constantly shifting and changing and transforming. And really what creates our angst as human beings, you know, the reasons why we suffer is because we hold on to things. We hold on to the things that we prefer. You know, we want them to last forever. Or we hold on to The, you know, not wanting the things we don't prefer to happen. So when the things we don't prefer happen, then we, you know, we are in a place of despair. When the things that we prefer to last forever don't last forever, then we create this idea of despair for ourselves as well. 
And the work is to maintain a place of equanimity, no matter what is happening, as things occur, witness them, respond to them neutrally, see the gift and the lesson in them, and then let them go and recognize that things are changing. So, you know, some of that was the premise of the practice and by looking at the breath and the idea that the breath is constantly shifting. The breath is constantly changing. The breath represents, you know, change and transformation. But by focusing on the breath, we can tap into and really ground in that energy of constant change. And by focusing on the breath and, you know, not attaching to the thoughts, the mind activity that happens, but just really focusing on that breath, that constant change, bringing it back to the breath. And then also a practice of scanning our bodies. This is something that I learned during this meditation retreat. It was really interesting because I had never really done that before. I had never taken the time to just move my awareness and my attention over different parts of my body to really witness what experiences I was having. You know, there at any given time, there are many processes occurring within our bodies, hundreds, maybe, I mean, maybe thousands, I don't even know, but definitely hundreds, you know, so many different things occurring within our bodies. And when we are able to really tap in, get into a place of stillness, get into a place of silence and really just feel and experience, we can feel so much, not just the sensations occurring within our bodies, but how our bodies are responding to the experiences outside. You know, the different sensations of, again, the breath hitting your upper lip or your nostrils or the wind, you know, touching any part of your body or any other energies that are occurring just outside of us and how that interacts with any part of us. We have the ability, we are sensing things all the time. And unfortunately, what has happened is that we've become either so overstimulated by so many things that we've created for ourselves, or we've become so focused on, again, the fantastical, the extreme sensations. You know, if someone pinches you or you bang your, you know, your toe on something or someone, you know, just interacts with your body or you interact with your own body in a very forceful way, you know, we're more likely to pay attention to that kind of thing than the subtle shifts and changes as different organs in our bodies, different processes in our bodies are going through movement, are experiencing what they're experiencing, are functioning the way that they function. You know, but if we are able to, again, be in a place of focus, of grounding and centering and feel the shifts in our body, that ability to detect the subtle in your own body and that physical on that physical level actually opens the doors for you to then start experiencing or recognizing the experiences you have of those things that are happening on a spiritual level or what we call a spiritual level on an energetic level your experience of colors you'll start to notice how you shift when you encounter certain colors You'll start to notice how you shift when you see certain creatures, what they remind you of, yourself, 
because everything's a reflection of us. It's like people don't, people really, how do I want to say this? They don't see the value of, again, that connection to the body. There's some sort of anxiety that we have as human beings about our bodies, and we see it manifesting in so many different ways. It's actually really intriguing to really see that. You know, we're so body obsessed in some ways, but it comes from an anxiety versus uh, an appreciation of the body and what it does and how it functions as the vehicle within which or through which our spirits are navigating this existence. It is very interesting. And for me, you know, really delving into the idea of spirituality or growing spiritually, to me, that absolutely needs to include an appreciation of the body, an honoring of the body, a loving of the body, a treating the body as sacred. The body is this beautiful antenna, this beautiful thermometer, this beautiful receptor. It does so many different things, so many different things. So for me, you know, really tapping into your spirituality, start with your body. Pay attention to your body. Eat well for your body. Take your body to places where it has the opportunity to really shine and glow and just really be in a state of joy, of peace, of relaxation. Start there. And then I would say after your body, you know, start engaging with, you know, again, if we're looking at things from a more material things that we can see, you know, at least see in the ways that conventionally we consider sight, you know, looking at things around you in the quote natural world. Again, it's so, so interesting. I, I still am trying to find a way to describe, you know, this very same thing without it appearing as though, you know, human beings are separate from nature. But again, it is what it is. And I'll just use the language that we're all used to. But you know, being in the natural world, being with trees and flowers and bushes and in the forest and at the river, at the ocean, just anywhere you can be where you can see those those beings, those specific beings, those specific aspects of the earth, because it's in the presence of those things that again, you start to really see the magic and the beauty in simplicity, but also in, in complexity of life, of spirit. You know, pay attention to these things. Sit under a tree, lie under a tree, stare at a rose, count the petals of a rose, look at other creatures outside of yourself. See what that triggers within you. See what emotions that generates. See what parts of your body are activated as you witness these beings outside of you in this natural world which we are a part of. See what comes up. See what emotions come up. See what thoughts come up. Just pay attention. That is absolutely spiritual. You can you can go through life never having 
delved into a lot of the things that we kind of conventionally call like spiritual or esoteric and so forth. And I'm sure there's many people who've never delved into those things and are absolutely, quote, spiritual, unquote, because there is an awareness of a connection to life and a connection to everything not just the physical or material things that we see and that we engage with, but the energetic component of those things. The recognition that we're all one, that we're all connected, that there's more to this existence and this experience than this physical, that this physical is really just, I don't know if I should say a facade. It's an illusion. It's something that we are creating and co-creating, again, to experience whatever we need to experience in order to grow, to evolve as spirits, as beings, eternal beings. But there are absolutely those people who are in that place of just connection and awareness, awareness of their connection. We are always connected. We are never not connected. In fact, you know, what we all need to heal from, or many of us need to heal from, is the idea of a disconnection. But there are absolutely those individuals that are just so aware of the connection without any of these external tools. They just know it. They feel it. They see it. They just have a knowing of it. And to me, that is the birthright of human beings. It's the birthright of all creatures. All, all other beings and creatures know this. <laughs> they, just, they just know it. But because we as human beings have the minds that we have that are a combination of our conditioning ideas and beliefs that we've created ourselves, that we've been given by our societies, you know, we have to break through or dissolve or navigate these minds in order to come back to this heart space, in order to come back to this body space in its actual neutrality of recognizing and being in its connection. But absolutely, being in, seeing, experiencing, engaging in the natural world definitely to me is one of the important steps of, again, tapping into spirituality. And I think, you know, in addition to that, and again, the order in which this is done, if you even do any of this, I mean, again, if your path is to tap into so many other things and that brings you into more awareness about your body or that brings you into more awareness about nature. It's, it's, it's really up to you. I'm just offering different suggestions if this is something that you're curious about or others are curious about. Um, but to me, you know, getting in touch with, learning about and connecting with or remembering your connection to your ancestors is key. Again, if we're talking especially about, you know, connecting with other beings outside of you, you know, spirits, um, individuals that have crossed over that are, you know, existing in other dimensions and other realms, you know, something one of my teachers in the past said, and also, I mean, the tradition that I practice, which I, I speak about often, but, you know, Ifa, Orisha traditions, any African-based traditions, any other indigenous traditions throughout the world, I would say. Um, I'm not an expert in them, but you know what I've seen and what I have studied a bit is that most indigenous traditions have a practice of honoring what came before, honoring the ancestors. I know that for sure in African traditions. 
ancestral practice is ancestral reverence and worship is a key element of many African traditions, many African traditions. And in fact, oftentimes they say, you know, when a child is born, it's the ancestors returned. We are the ancestors returned. And even if, you know, folks believe something different in terms of just the linear expression of time, in, term, in terms of, you know, reincarnation and so forth, even if we take it away from a reincarnation standpoint, like we come from our ancestors, literally. Like we wouldn't be here without them. So they still exist. <laughs> so we, in a sense, and again, we are them. We are them. And really, you know, tapping into their energy, into their essence, developing and cultivating relationships with them first and foremost to me before attempting to connect with, again, these other beings, these other energies, whatever you want to call them, you know, angels, extraterrestrials, Orisha, Irumole, all the different names across traditions of these beings that didn't have human forms, you know, or may have had human forms, but then elevated in some way, shape or form. Connecting first and foremost with your ancestors is a way to just be very grounded and rooted in that type of work because there is that familiarity. Even if you didn't know your ancestors, someone in your family knew them. Even if nobody in your family knew them, even if you were adopted, like because you are them, literally doing something as simple as saying, okay, grandma on my maternal side, I don't know your name, but I know you exist. You existed. You were walking this earth. I'm a part of you. There are aspects of me that are literally you, and I would like to get to know you better. I ask that you reveal yourself to me in a way that's clear. And I kid you not, try this, try this. I kid you not, especially if you pay attention, you know, that's the other part, pay attention. You will start to get different messages, whether it be in your dreams. You'll start to see things that kind of reoccur. You'll literally see things. And it could be something as simple as a certain color starts to become more prevalent or a certain shape or a name, or something will start to make itself more visible to you because you have activated, you have sparked something in your inquiry. You know, ask and you shall receive. A lot of people don't be asking, so they don't be receiving stuff, or they're receiving all sorts of things, but they are not paying attention. And I think going back to that idea of really knowing your body, paying attention to what's going on in your body, if you practice with that, again, because your body, your physical self, like that is one of the most tangible things you have access to. It's you. You touch yourself. You feel yourself. You are yourself. You are coming from yourself. So the more you get to know yourself and start really paying attention to everything happening within yourself as you do that, then your ability to be aware of, tap into, tune into those things that are happening outside of you whether in a very material, physical, visceral way or on a more esoteric level, 
you will start being able to sense that more because again, you've grounded and rooted in the practice of understanding and knowing yourself. It's so interesting how that works. So you know yourself more. You know, you start to ask questions about your ancestors. You start developing a connection or remembering your connection to them. You start really solidifying that. There's a lot of different ways that you can do that. I mean, different different practices have their different tools and different processes. You know, you have things like building an ancestral altar, doing ancestor prayers, just even having a conversation with them as if they're literally a person or people standing right in front of you. Hey, you know, grandma, grandpa, I had a beautiful day today. This is what I did. Or I'm having a really tough time and I just really love to talk to you about it. Literally having a conversation with them can shift so much more than you even realize. So much more. You ground and root in them. You ground and root in yourself. You ground and you you clear your own mind and heart. Sit down with yourself. Do a lot of self-reflection. Go within. Really observe your beliefs. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about yourself in relation to others? What do you believe about yourself in relation to just everything in the world around you? What things are false? What things are serving you? What things are not serving you? What things used to serve you but no longer do? As you start to sit with those questions, do that work. As you sit with and speak with your ancestors, tap into them. As you get in touch with nature, with the beings, the creatures, you know, the plant people, the mineral people, all the different peoples around you, ground and root in that. And then you will start to notice your ability to tap into these other dimensions. And you will have such a... I mean, may or may not be easier time, I don't know. But your experience in navigating these dimensions will be from a much more grounded place because you have done the work of grounding in everything else, in yourself and your ancestors in nature. Because those energies, those beings, they oftentimes manifest or they are connected to all these different energies They're connected to you. They're connected to your ancestors. They're connected to nature. So again, you develop a familiarity with those energies before even connecting directly to those energies because you've established a practice of connecting to kind of the more simple, basic, not even basic, but the more simple, familiar energies within yourself, within your ancestors, within nature. And then you open the doors to a more higher vibration expression of life through, again, these energies, these other, these other expressions of what you've already been tapping into. And the thing that, you know, my teachers have said to me just even regarding ancestral practice is that, you know, oftentimes your ancestors, because they are the ones, you know, protecting and guiding you, they can assist you in making connections to these higher realms. And it's not even calling these energies higher or lower in the sense of a value judgment. It's just when we're looking at frequency and vibration and how quickly things move versus, you know, again, our physical bodies 
in the dimensions we're in are very dense, you know, so the vibration is slower. And as you become less physical and more energetic, more spiritual, more spirit, non-physical, then the, the vibration of energy is much quicker. So again, if you are trying to tap into these like high frequency, quicker moving energies, again, the ability for you to completely just kind of be in a whirlwind and not really be tethered to anything and just kind of fly all over the place is much more likely, again, if you don't ground and root in those lower dimensions. You, you, you just, again, you'll fly away. I always say you can't be out in the ethers. You know, I call them the ethers without being grounded. Otherwise, you will fly away. Like you can bring on a sense of potentially, you know, having challenges mentally, having challenges emotionally, because you're trying to delve into things that you're not necessarily ready for because you haven't grounded. So I say ground in yourself, ground in your body, ground in your ancestors, ground in the nature around you, those things that are tangible, that are physical, because even within those dimensions, even within, you know, grounding in them, you're tapping into higher vibration things, but you're doing so at a pace and at a level that is more familiar, ground and root in that, become comfortable in that, navigate through that with more ease, so that as you then start tapping into these higher frequencies, if that is there for you to do, then you will have a place of grounding that keeps you tethered, but still be able to navigate the higher frequencies. Take your time. There is no rush. There is no rush. You will have what you need to have when you need to have it. You will have messages come to you or be given to you when the messages need to be given to you. And by all means, seek, seek mentors, seek teachers. You know, if there's individuals that you have come in contact with that are on a specific path, delving into esoteric subjects, delving into metaphysics, you know, if there are priests or priestesses or specific traditions that you are drawn to or that are within your lineage, you know, start doing some inquiry, start checking it, check in with yourself first and foremost, do some inquiry and really see if you can establish relationships with those individuals who have walked or are walking a path that you are curious about when it comes to, again, spirituality, metaphysics, esoteric um, information and so forth and learn from them. Because that's something else that I see within our <laughs> definitely Western society where people don't necessarily always see the need to be under the mentorship of someone or the tutelage of someone. They just kind of want to do it all themselves, look everything up themselves. And yes, you know, Google is a great tool and it's wonderful and it can kind of get you information much more quickly. Or if you're very adept at doing research on Google or anywhere else, then, you know, yes, you can find a lot of information and you can do a lot of self-study. And there's also a lot of information out there. A lot of information. You get the you get everything from the actual and the factual to the not so actual, not so factual. You get everyone's opinions, everybody and their mother's opinions. And there's a lot of misinformation about <laughs> a lot of things, too. So just, you know, I think pairing that self-investigation 
that self-study with actually speaking to those individuals who have walked a certain path and finding those individuals again that you align with because you know just because someone is an expert at some specific topic or is knowledgeable in some way shape or form doesn't mean that you're in alignment with them and especially if you're looking at delving into specific traditions spiritual paths and so forth then you know there can be a lot of different branches of those traditions that you know you want to make sure that the individuals that you are are choosing or going to to teach you are those that again you are in alignment with that feel good to you um, so do your research but again I always say learn from people be guided um, and again if we go back to that process <laughs> of tapping into your body being able to just identify and be aware of what is going on in your body tapping into that being in nature contacting being in connection with remembering your connection to your ancestors even just you doing that in and of yourself on a simple level will help and support you in seeking out teachers because you can certainly ask your ancestors ancestors help bring me those individuals that can help direct me on my spiritual path or you're so tapped into your body that you know every time you feel a certain thing in a certain part of your body that's an indication to you that you're not jiving with the person I mean, do you see how this just grounding and rooting in yourself and your body and nature and your ancestors can really just support you in so many different things? And to me, that is the bedrock. That is the foundation of, again, tapping into anything that we're calling spirituality or religion, metaphysics, esoteric. Start with the basics. Start with the simple. Start with what you know. Start with the familiar Get more familiar with those things and see what that opens up on all levels. Ooh, well, I think I'm going to stop here. <laughs> I can probably keep on going, but I just, I have just so much gratitude for the information that came through today. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Take what is yours, leave what is not, or take all of it store it in some way shape or form knowing that some of the information may reveal itself in more dynamic ways in more interesting ways at another point in the future when you are a different version of yourself use everything use everything and i thank you everything i'm so grateful for everything i'm so grateful again for our higher selves for being here together I'm so grateful for our ancestors. Thank you, ancestors, for the messages that came through. May we always remember our connection to you. We are you. You are us. And as we heal, we heal you. And we heal our future generations. Thank you to the directions. Thank you to the elements and elementals. Thank you for your reflections. Thank you for reminding us of who we are. Thank you to the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. Thank you for your existence as you are what you are. We see ourselves in you and we remember who we are. We ground in who we are and we tap into the multiple dimensionality of life. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of existence. Thank you to Earth, Mother Earth. Thank you for your grounding and your support, supporting us in all of it. Thank you to everything inside and outside of Earth. 
Thank you to all the beings, all the energies, all the angels, all the Orisha, all the Irumale, all of the goddesses and gods. Whatever names we call you, however we see you, the archetypes, the overarching energies that govern everything, just all of life, I thank you. I thank you for your existence. I thank you for the co-creation, the co-reflection. I thank you for your teachings, for your lessons. Help us to connect to you in the ways that make sense for us and help us to be first and foremost grounded in who we are, in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds, in the nature around us, nature in us, the nature that we are. And may we ultimately remember that we are all connected. We are all aspects of the one, the one expressing itself in the multitude, in the infinite, coming back to one, coming back to source. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Ashe. Thank you so much for listening to O's Corner. Again, I'm your host, Onyi, and it's been a pleasure to be here with you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to next time. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to Onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.